Freddie Goudreau back into the lineup for the Minnesota Wild tonight, but still no word on Marc-Andre Fleury's availability. We'll talk about that as we gear up for tonight's matchup against Washington, plus which Minnesota Wild players can keep their current scoring pace going through the rest of the season. We'll talk about all that on today's episode of Locked on Wild. We are your team every day. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes and so that you can join the Lockdown Wild comments section on YouTube. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we'll talk scoring paces for key Minnesota Wild players to see who can maintain their current pace through the end of the season and who needs to pick it up in uh, trying to get back on track. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, credentialed media member, and uh, heading into tonight's matchup against the Washington Capitals. As we talked about on yesterday's show, the message is simple for the Wild this week. Win out. Win all three of these games going into the All-Star break on a high, on a five-game winning streak, to put yourself in position to make a run if you truly believe you are a team capable of getting to the postseason. Anything short of that, and you are basically right back where you were before these last two games. And so a team that just cannot afford any missteps as we head into the all-star break after Saturday's game. And a big reason as to why the wild have been able to win the last couple of games has been a couple of their top players going on absolute heaters. And did you know after his recent five goals in the last two games output Kirill Kaprizov is currently on pace for a 75-point season, 32 goals, 43 assists in 70 games played. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Kaprizov would uh, start out as slowly as he did, trying to get back on track after getting injured last year and then getting injured again this year, if you would have told me that he would have been able to withstand all of that and still be able to put up a 30-goal season, I probably would have told you you were insane. But yet, here we are. Kaprizov started the season very, very cold as he uh, finished the month of November or uh, month of October with two goals. He added five in November, but really since December is when we have seen him really take off. Six goals in the month of December, and even missing seven games between the end of December and the start of January, he still has five goals in five January games to where now he has got himself up to 18 goals and 24 assists, 42 points on the season. And 
if you look at Kaprizov's case to start, do I think that he is going to be able to maintain this pace and finish the season with 30 goals? I do, because what have we seen from Kirill over the last probably 15 games or so? He scored 10 goals in his last 10 games, and it's ironic that it has been like three game stretches on either side in which all of those goals have uh, have come with a little bit of a goal lull in the in the middle. I still think his overall play over the last probably 15 games or so has been way more in line with what we expected him to be able to do at the beginning of the season. I think this is largely in part due to not re-aggravating last year's injury when he was uh, knocked out against Winnipeg, a new injury that um, didn't rob his legs of the ability to uh, to skate with speed, to skate with that explosiveness, and uh, to just do a lot of things that uh, that other players on the ice are not capable of. So the fact that we've seen him get back to what looks normal in Kirill terms leads me to believe that unless he suffers something else the rest of the way, that he should have no problem being able to maintain his current pace. Uh, there are something like 36, 37 games left in the season. And he needs, in order to get to 30, he needs 12 goals in that span. We saw over the last two games, he is more than capable of putting five goals up in a very short amount of time. And so I don't have any reason to suggest that Kirill can't keep that scoring pace up and get to 30 plus, maybe even push 35, 36, which would be pretty impressive considering how he started the season. Just he he did not even look close to himself to start the year. And yet here we sit on the brink of another 30 goal campaign for Kaprizov. So let's put Kirill into the yes column for uh, if he can keep his pace going throughout the uh, the rest of the season. Now, another guy who I think is going to be a yes for me as well is Jewel Eriksson Ek. Jewel Eriksson Ek with 19 goals so far. He is on pace for 34 goals, 82 games played, and 64 total points on the season. All of those numbers would be career highs for Erickson Eck, at least in the goals department and um, the points department. Those would all be career highs. Seeing him play potentially in 82 great games and just not be part of what has been a turnstile on the rest of this Minnesota Wild roster would also be great. And I think Erickson Eck is also very capable of keeping this pace up because we haven't seen really extended lulls from Erickson X so far this season. He's been pretty consistent, five goals in October, six goals in November, four goals in uh, December, and four goals so far in January. And with the exception of the longest stretch of the season for him without a goal, which was December 27th, to January 13th that without with the exception of that 10 game stretch the most he has gone without scoring a goal has been five games so he's able to 
he's able to rattle off four goals in a four game stretch or five goals in a six game stretch, then maybe has a couple of games in which he doesn't score, but then he goes on a one or a two or a three game stretch in which he uh, is able to collect goals uh, in quick succession. And now he has scored two goals in the last three games again, but let's think about the things that Erickson Eck does for this team. He's the net front guy in the power play. He has no problem driving the net and, um, and making plays right in front of the goalie. But we haven't seen his game really slip at any points this season. Like the defense has been there consistently throughout the season. And so the fact that his game hasn't had any, any days where he just flat out kind of doesn't look like he has it leads me to believe that he is going to be capable of hitting that plateau himself this year. um, Because, the the power play is playing much better recently. They are scoring a ton of power play goals. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit. And so put Jewel Erickson Eck into the category of, yes, I think he is going to be able to maintain this pace because it just doesn't seem like his game really slumps as much. He's still impacting the game even if he doesn't score, but uh, it seems like he's on one of those runs again in which um, he's able to consistently find back of the net now this next one's interesting matt boldy who is currently on pace for 70 games played 27 goals 29 assists 55 total points um, in 70 games played and that is coming off of a season last year in which he finished the season with 63 games in 81 games played uh, 63 points in 81 games played and what do we know about Matt Boldy through the first season, two seasons plus of his NHL career? Well, he is a little on the streaky side. Boldy had two goals through the end of November last season. And you look at what has happened since John Hines took over. Boldy scored in the first game of the John Hines era. He added nine goals in December. He has four goals in January. And so Boldy is somebody we saw last year when Kirill Kaprizov was injured against the Jets. He went on that absolute torrid stretch in which he he was Mr. March. He scored 13 March goals when Kaprizov was, uh, was knocked out of the lineup. So he's capable. It's in there. It just seems like... At this point in his career, Boldy is somebody who it may be if he's not scoring consistently, it takes him a little while to break through. But once he finds the net, he's able to harness that over a few games and uh, and turn it into an impressive scoring run. Uh, you, you look at what he did when John Hines took over. He scored against St. Louis. Didn't score against Nashville, but then scored uh, a goal against Chicago, two against Calgary, nothing against Vancouver, and then he scored against Edmonton, Seattle, and Calgary consecutively, followed by three games of no goals. Then he scored against Montreal, didn't against Boston, then scored against Detroit and Winnipeg. So it seems like you know he might go through a frustrating game and then kind of bounce back and we we look at how he's playing and say, okay, he's back kind of to where we'd like him to be. 
And that just may be who he is at this point in his career. The, the biggest thing for him going forward is going to be to find the consistency so as not to have such high highs and low lows. It's great that he was able to take over when Kaprizov was out of the lineup, but I think what we would like to see from him is somebody who just continues to attack, somebody who just continues to push and gets shots on net. Yeah, you're not going to score on all of them, but I'll tell you what, if you pass up shots, you're definitely not going to score. And so I think consistency is the key for Matt Boldy here. And I'll say this, I'll say this between now and the rest of the season, and we'll follow up on this too. It's not going to surprise me if Boldy has a run between now and the end of the season, which puts him on pace for over 30 goals. He's sitting at 27 right now. It wouldn't surprise me if he has a stretch where he scores in eight of 10 games because he we saw it kind of at the start of the Heinz tenure. Now things have gone a little quiet. He's got it in him. He's got the talent in him. It's just, can he consistently battle and offer that on a nightly basis to where it's okay if you have a game where you don't score as long as the battle level and the effort level is there, but there have been plenty of games this year where he just has kind of played passenger minutes. And that's the stuff you need to avoid. If you're not going to score, go impact the game some other way or just keep shooting till you do. And so if Boldy can avoid some of that, he certainly can up his scoring pace. But at this point in the season, I'm going to say that he doesn't. Hopefully it'll be fuel to uh, to try to get him back on track uh, or back to where he was earlier in the season. But as of right now, I think he probably finishes with under 27 goals. But have that heater. Have that heater. Prove me wrong. That's, uh, that's really all we're asking for here. Uh, we'll finish with Marco Rossi, who is currently on pace for 82 games played. Again, I think this is... The probably the highlight of the season is the fact that both Rossi and Faber are currently on pace to play in the full 82 game slate. Rossi is currently on on pace for 23 goals, 25 assists, 48 points in his rookie season, which would be just fantastic. And here's why I think Rossi can keep his pace going. He gets to the front of the net and you have a far easier chance of scoring if you can get a rebound in close as opposed to trying to fire one from the top of the zone or from further out to where you got to get it to deflect off of somebody to get it in because the goalie has a much easier chance of seeing and stopping the puck. And so the fact that Rossi continues to battle to the front of the net, I think will prevent him from going into any sort of prolonged shooting slump. Rossi's been pretty consistent from a goals perspective so far this season. Three goals in October, three goals in November, five goals in December, and two so far in the month of January. He has had more lulls recently than he did early in the season. You know, five-game lulls, six-game lulls, where he has not tallied a goal. But again, the, the play has been consistent 
with him, even if he's not scoring. And so that is the thing that keeps your confidence up to where when you get those opportunities, you just let it rip. And Rossi's been a guy, that guy for most of this season that is not afraid to shoot and therefore has taken the opportunities and has been able to score, especially in close. So it's not going to surprise me at all if Rossi ends up more like a 25-goal guy. He needs 12 the rest of the way, which is certainly possible. I'll I'll say that he finishes with over 20 um, to end the season, which I think we would take as a fantastic step forward for him to build off of as he goes. So I'll say yes to Kaprizov and Eriksson no to Boldy and Rossi, with the full hope that both of those two prove me wrong as the season unfolds. And speaking of as the season unfolds, the Minnesota Wild take on the Washington Capitals tonight. We will take a look at tonight's game and what the Capitals bring to the XL Energy Center this evening. That's on the way after this. You're unlocked on Wild. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Game Time. Folks, the big one, the big game is coming up in Las Vegas in a few short weeks. And if you are planning to go see either the Ravens, the 49ers, the Lions, or the Chiefs play to hoist the uh, the trophy, what would you do if you had 100 extra dollars in your pocket. Well, game time can make that happen. Right now, all users get $100 off when you buy a big game ticket with code Vegas100. Game time gives you the opportunity to find the best tickets with the best venues and giving you last minute deals as well as their lowest price guarantee plus event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. You can join us after the game tonight for yet another Locked on Wild postcast as we recap the action from tonight's game against the Washington Capitals. So uh, join us on YouTube. We will go live around uh, 30 minutes after the game is done. Also, if you would like to hop in and be part of of the show as a guest on Locked on Wild on a future episode. Make sure that you email LockedOnWild at gmail.com so that we can get things ironed out and get your voice heard on the Locked on Wild airwaves coming soon. Details in today's episode description for, uh, again, how you can be part of a future Locked on Wild episode. Let's talk about the Washington Capitals as they come into town right at 500. They are uh, currently 22. Uh, actually, I have it right here. 22, 16, and 6. So for those that uh, that don't consider overtime losses somehow not part of the equation, 22 and 22 on the season are the Washington Capitals. And here's how these two teams match up head to head. 
Minnesota Wild have an edge in goals per game at 2.98. The Capitals are scoring 2.34 goals per game. The Washington Capitals are allowing 2.86 goals per game. The Minnesota Wilds are allowing 3.37. Points percentage, the Capitals have a uh, 56.8% points percentage. Minnesota Wild at 48.9. Wild have the edge in power play at 20.8% to 14.2%. And the penalty kill, the Capitals have the slight edge there at 80.7 for the Caps and 72.8 for the Minnesota Wild. Before we dive into the particulars, we did learn at practice today, and if you're wondering why this episode's coming out in the afternoon, Oftentimes on game days, I like to just wait until after morning skate has happened to see if we learn anything in particular from an injury standpoint as to if particular players are going to be uh, returning to the lineup. In today's case, it sounds like Freddie Goudreau will be uh, returning to the lineup here uh, for this one. Now, no update as of yet on Marc-Andre Fleury. He's still being evaluated which means that we will likely see Philip Gustafson starts today and tomorrow or uh, today and Thursday at the least. If the wild decide at that point to give Jesper Volstead a start against the ducks on Saturday, that could be an option certainly on the table, but Michael Russo tweeting um, on Sunday that it's likely that the wild will go Gustafson, Gustafson, Gustafson to get him on a roll, get him, on track heading into the all-star break because again it may it uh, is worth repeating if you want to get back into the postseason picture you have to win all three games this week there's no there's no negotiation of that it's a washington capitals team that is certainly beatable they have a ton of difficulty scoring their goaltending has been good but they have a very hard time scoring goals, as we'll talk about. The Nashville Predators, a team that the Wild throttled in Nashville the last time they matched up. And it's an Anaheim Ducks team that's, for some reason, seems to give the Wild some trouble. But it's still the Anaheim Ducks. And it's still a team that you should beat without uh, Trevor Zegras in their lineup. It's it's a team that you very well should beat. So you just you just got to come away with six points here. And Thursday's game against the Predators cannot go to overtime. That's got to be a regulation win. If you want to get into the postseason, you can't squander these opportunities. So don't. Uh, Jesse Pierce, friend of the show, tweeting out what looks to be the line combinations for tonight. Kaprizov, Rossi, Zuccarello, Felino, Eriksson, and Boldy. We saw that line combination on Sunday against the Hurricanes. Johansson, Hartman, and Maroon. Duhame, Lucini, and Goudreau as the fourth line here tonight. I do like the fact that Freddie Goudreau not being automatically inserted higher up in the lineup. Um, John Hines allowing opportunities for some of these other co- other um, line components to try to gel a little bit um, and just not doing what we previously saw, which was give... Freddie Goudreau, a uh, massive piece of the pie. Um, just just let him work his way back in. Now, defensively, Brodeen and Faber, Middleton and Mermis, Goligoski and Bogosian are your third pairing. 
Um, yeah, I, we all know where we stand on that whole thing. And so I'm, I'm just going to let the record speak for itself as opposed to trying to uh, speak on behalf of what's going on with that third pairing. I don't like it. I would rather see just about anybody else in one of those third pairing spots. And yet here we are. We just continue to see. We just continue to see it, which is why I am excited on one hand to get to the end of the season so that we can see some different things on the back end of that defense. Looking at some of the numbers for the Washington Capitals. Capitals are led by Dylan Strom with 16 goals. Tom Wilson and Anthony Mantha both have 12. Folks, that's it for double-digit goal scorers for the Capitals. They've scored 103 goals in 44 games so far this season. Strom and Ovechkin both tied for the team lead with 28 points. John Carlson next with 26, and then Wilson with 20. And Alex Ovechkin, eight goals, 20 assists so far this season. And Ovechkin has not scored since January 2nd. He scored against the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was a power play goal. He has not scored a goal since. He had a goal in back-to-back games as he uh, also scored against the Nashville Predators. But he basically has two goals since December 21st, which was the last time he scored a goal against Columbus. It, it has been a struggle for Ovechkin so far this season, to say the least. And he just, we're, we're seeing a guy, I think, who is trying to fight Father Time as much as he can, but Father Time always wins. There, there has been no player ever to fully defy playing at a uh, high level to into an advanced age. Tom Brady tried. But even Tom Brady lost out to Father Time. It just gets everybody at some points. It, it comes for all of us. And so we're seeing kind of a shell of himself in Alex Ovechkin uh, as part of this Capitals team. But the Washington Capitals continue to keep themselves in a postseason spot. Uh, they are three points back of one of the wild card spots in the East although they are currently on a um, one, three, and one stretch in their last five games. And that was after they were uh, seemingly unbeatable, winning uh, five in a row, then losing two out of three, and then winning three in a row again. So it's a Washington team. And you look at the scores of these games, four to three in overtime, all the way back to November. Um, A four to three win over Buffalo. Then losing a couple in a row, beating Los Angeles two to one, Anaheim five to four. Uh, the Capitals just continuing to uh, to try to keep themselves in the uh, Eastern Conference race. We will take a look at some of the keys to tonight's matchup, as well as players who we expect to put on a good show. We'll talk about the Capitals goalie situation as well as it was announced that Darcy Kemper going to get the start. So we'll talk about all of that to finish today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is also brought to you by Sleeper. We have hit the halfway point of the season, 
And even though the Wild find themselves on the outside looking in right now for a playoff spot, there are still plenty of ways that you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick weather. Players such as Kirill Kaprizov, Jewel Eriksson-Eck, Matt Boldy, or Marco Rossi will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. So for tonight, my picks are as follows. I'm going Kirill Kaprizov. I'm going Matt Boldy. I think the the shout-out on the show today is going to do the trick. And so I think Kaprizov and Boldy are good picks. And honestly, at this point, it's hard to go against Jewel Eriksson-Eck, who continues to just churn quality performances out every time he is on the ice. Now, on the goalie side, Philip Gustafson is probably the safer of the two plays between him and Darcy Kemper. So those would be who I would pick if I was putting a lineup together. You can put your own lineup together in less than 60 seconds. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. We'll catch you after tonight's game with yet another Locked on Wild postcast as we react to whatever happens in tonight's game now from a six degrees of separation standpoint for tonight's game there are no shortage of minnesota ties in this game tonight and we'll start with one of the more notable uh tj oshi of Waro, the hosts of hockey day minnesota this season he is uh coming into this one with just seven goals and three assists on the season. Now, he has been hurt for uh, long stretches of the year, just played in 27 games so far this season. And he had a hat trick in the uh, win on the 18th against the St. Louis Blues. And so TJ Oshie, as a uh, Minnesota tie, certainly capable of putting the puck in the net. So that's one name that the Wild need to keep an eye on here in this one. Of course, you've got Nick Jensen from Rogers, Charlie Lindgren, the uh, backup goalie for the Capitals from Lakeville. And so there are just there are a ton of different um, a ton of different Minnesota ties in this matchup here tonight. And so the player to watch out for for me is probably TJ Oshie. But even with Alex Ovechkin not playing particularly well this season, I'm going to say it right now with the full expectation that something is going to go completely wrong is guess who on the power play is going to be the one taking most of the shots? Alex Ovechkin. And so the Minnesota Wild tonight need to keep a watchful eye, especially on the power play against the likes of Alex Ovechkin, because even though he hasn't scored since the uh, the end of last year, all it takes is giving a guy enough opportunities to get going, 
And you could see him rattle off, you know, two or three goals in this type of a game. So keep an eye on Alex Ovechkin in this one and just make sure that he doesn't take the game over because again, you have to have this game in order to get yourself into a uh, potential spot for the postseason. Now, looking at Darcy Kemper's stats over the uh, last, basically his last five starts. In the month of January, he's three and two, 15 goals allowed in five games. He has a 3.01 goals against average, and he's coming off of a shutout in his last start against the Anaheim Ducks, in which he stopped all 24 shots that he faced. Beyond that, he has allowed three goals or more in the other four starts this month. And he played in uh, back-to-back games against the Rangers and the Islanders before the uh, the calendar flipped to 2024. And he gave up five goals in each of those games. So point being is that the Wild, I think, got the better of the two goalies for their offense as Charlie Lindgren has been really, really good this season. He has a 2.27 goals against average in the month of January and has allowed over two goals just one time in his last four starts. And that's going up against the Rangers and the Blues. So the fact that the Wilds got Darcy Kemper means that the offense needs to attack. Attack the front of the net and utilize opportunities to try to give yourself the thing that basically decides the outcome of these games is who scores first. The Wild are really good when they score first. They are not when they don't. And so just let's let's get a hot start here. Let's get a hot start so we're not having to try to sweat this type of a game. Because if you let a team like Washington hang around because you can't capitalize on opportunities, those are the games that you usually end up looking back on at the end saying, boy, we really let one slip. So hot start. Keep an eye on Ovechkin and uh, take advantage of opportunities against Darcy Kemper here uh, in this one tonight. We will have you covered after the game, so make sure to join us for another Lockdown Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wild try to make it three games in a row against the Washington Capitals here tonight. That'll do it for today's episode. Again, we appreciate you tuning into Lockdown Wild here today. Join us after the game for another Lockdown Wild postcast. Make sure you vote in the uh, Sports Podcast Awards. If you have not already, Lockdown Wild is nominated for one of the best hockey podcasts of 2024. And the voting ends, I do believe, on the 28th. We'll get that confirmed link in the description if you have not uh, already voted. So uh, make sure to do that. And make sure to shoot us an email at LockdownWild at gmail.com if you'd like to be on the show for a future episode. We'll get things lined up, and uh, we will get you on the air to uh, tell us what you think about where the Minnesota Wild are at and where we all want them to head. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.